This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 342, Should I Invest in Real Estate, part one, by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. And I am Dan, your host and narrator. This is where I read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. If you've got a topic request for us, something you'd like to hear us uh, talk about here on the show, come visit oldpodcast.com and share those ideas. Now, today's post is a bit longer than usual, so I'm going to break it up for you into two parts and read the first part today and the rest tomorrow. If you like what you hear and you want to help us out, uh, please do come and check out our website at oldpodcast.com support. We've got info there on the many different ways that you can help this show, both financially and otherwise, as well as the other podcasts in our OLD family. But for now, let's get right to the post as we optimize your life. Should I Invest in Real Estate, Part 1, by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com We've all dreamt about it. One day having a loving family, buying a four-bedroom house, and a white picket fence on your own quarter-acre slice of the American dream. What many don't realize, though, is that investing in the four-bedroom house can quickly turn into the biggest money and time sink of their lives. In fact, buying a house is just another one of those invisible scripts that we blindly follow without giving it a second thought. What's an invisible script, Ramit? Well, invisible scripts are those guiding beliefs that are so deeply embedded in our day-to-day lives that we don't even realize they're there. We've all heard them before. You need to make sure you get a college degree. After you graduate, you need to get married. After you get married, you need to have kids. And the compulsion many have for real estate investing is one of those scripts, despite the fact that it's one of the biggest life-altering decisions you can make. In fact, I receive emails every day from people saying, I have a horrible financial problem, please help and 30% of the time, it's directly related to their mortgages. In chapter nine of my book, I'm hypercritical of people buying real estate because they think it's a good investment or because they think they're throwing money away on rent. Those myths and many others are just that, myths. And they've been so detrimental to many people's financial situations that I feel like I need to dispel some of them today. Here are the four myths of real estate you need to know before you even think about buying a house. Real estate myth number one, Purchasing real estate is a great investment. One thing I always hear from people who are about to buy a house is, buying real estate is an investment. One day this house is going to be worth way more than it is now. Look, I get it. We're always hearing stories from old farts who bought their homes way back in the Truman administration for just $30,000, and now it's worth 450000 or whatever. When the truth is, the people who say things like this don't account for the invisible factors like inflation. In fact, Yale economist and Nobel laureate Robert Schiller reported that from 1890 to 1990, the return on residential real estate was just about zero after inflation. Realtors and homeowners are going to flood my inbox with hate mail for saying this, but the fact is real estate is the most overrated investment in America, and returns on that investment are mediocre at best. Even Warren Buffett, one of the world's wealthiest men, points out that houses don't necessarily increase in value. That's why he's still living in the same five-bedroom house he bought in Omaha, Nebraska back in 1958. My good friend James Altucher wrote about why entrepreneurs shouldn't buy a home, and he suggests the following, quote, take one twentieth of the down payment amount, start a business. Your investment might go to zero, which it might also do with a house, but it might also go up to 10,000% returns. Eventually, as an entrepreneur, if you are persistent enough, you will get one of those 10,000% returns and you will be persistent because you didn't waste all the money and time that a house would have cost you, end quote. Real estate myth number two, I'm throwing away my money if I keep renting. A reader once told me, Ramit, I pay $1,000 a month renting my apartment, so I definitely can afford $1,000 a month on a mortgage and build equity. So I asked her, well, how nice is your apartment? 
She admitted that the hardwood floors were old and the kitchen was very outdated. So will you want a house like that, I asked, or will you want a nicer place, one with recessed ceilings, newer appliances, and a balcony large enough for entertaining? She looked at me as if I were an idiot. Of course I want a nicer house. Okay, I replied, but that will cost you more than your current rent, right? When I said that, a light bulb went off in her head. She hadn't even considered that. Chances are people who want to buy a house haven't either. Of course you'll want a nicer house than the apartment you're currently renting, especially if you're committing yourself to a long-term investment like a mortgage. But that means your monthly payment will be higher. Of course, that seems pretty obvious, but it's only the beginning. What many people often ignore when they say that they don't want to throw money away on renting is the phantom costs. Phantom costs are things like property taxes, insurance, utilities like internet, electricity, gas, and water, home maintenance fees, toilet drains breaking randomly at 2 a.m. forcing you to awkwardly ask your neighbor if you can use their bathroom before you spend a few hours Googling 24-hour plumbers. When it's all said and done, these costs will add hundreds per month to your living expenses. After all, you're not just paying the mortgage each month. You're also paying for the oven if it breaks down, or the hot water heater if it isn't working, or that cockroach problem you inherited from the previous owner. When you rent, you can just call your landlord if any of those things happen, and he or she foots the bill. When you own, though, you have to fix those things or call someone else to fix them for you. And of course, that comes out of your own pocket. Sure, the plumber here and the exterminator there doesn't sound that bad. But imagine that in the course of owning a house, your roof breaks. All of a sudden, that's $25,000 you need to invest in repairs. So even if you have a mortgage that is the same as your rent, let's say $1,000, you still need to add 40 to 50% to that monthly amount to factor in the phantom costs. Now you're paying closer to $1,500 a month. If you purchase a $300,000 house today, over 30 years, it could cost you almost a million dollars. In the end, you're not throwing your money away by renting, but you will throw your money away if you buy a house without knowing what you're doing. Real estate myth number three. Hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled Should I Invest in Real Estate by Ramit Sethi of IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. And I'm gonna finish the rest of this post tomorrow for you. And by the way, Ramit has a video breaking down the myths of renting versus buying a bit more, and that's included in the post. We have it linked in this episode's description and at oldpodcast.com. And again, if you would like to help keep all of our podcasts alive, do come visit oldpodcast.com support to find out how we would greatly appreciate it. And that does it for another Tuesday. I'm gonna be back with you tomorrow for part two of this post. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Finance Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.